and welcome to Sex and Violence, your weekly punk rock movie podcast where the conversation is always on knives. Too much pepper. It's always on addiction. It's always on more knives. Yeah. Receiving knives from your former girlfriend's dad. Who was your mentor? Who was your mentor mm-hmm. and French? Who died? And you didn't go to his funeral. Yeah, because you didn't know. Because you're busy shucking and jiving oysters. What a dick. I know. What a fucking guy. My name is Gabriel Mara, comedian, writer, podcast producer, and all-around swell fella, or so I hear. And with me, as always, is my co-host Ryan Snyder, bartender extraordinaire, and you know, you know, guy who does things with food. You're a cook. Uh, yes. You're a cook and a bartender. And a, rare com- a rare combo. How are and you? And a food truck owner. Yes. How are you, sir? I'm doing good. Life is always, uh, it's always turning and turning and changing, Ryan. A lot of, a lot of wild change going on in my life. Uh, it, it brings to mind one of my favorite Ryan Adams songs about how everything's changing and how is he to know, how is he going to hold on to you when everything's slipping out of control? You're a very melancholy boy these days. I always am, Ryan. It's yeah. just, it's been easier to not be lately, but that's not relevant. Ryan... What's new with you, my good man? It's been a little while since I've seen you. Yeah, it's been a been a minute. Uh, was you had on... a guest host last week. Yeah, I listened to the episode. And I actually really enjoyed that one. Yeah, we got we got real film film nerdy film uh film like what's what I'm looking for snobby. Yeah, but it was still good. I'm looking forward to this eventual Man of Steel SmackDown. Hell yeah! I don't really have a dog in the fight because I just I don't love it. I don't. Act, like I'm not like actively hating it like you are, but I actively hate. I will movie. sit there and mediate and giggle. Sure, I think it'll be a great time. We got Daniel in here. Do we know anyone who would like loves it that like talks film? Um, outside of Anthony. Yeah, well, let's ask yeah. Anthony to find someone to be yeah. like his to be his turnbuckle there because yeah. I, I really don't get how that guy can defend that movie. I, I don't understand. He brought up some valid points, but I just didn't agree. Yeah, I think that movie's but yeah well in any case ryan this is the final episode of our 86 list yeah we've been doing this forever it's been a long time yeah since like late july early august yeah we've we've been busy yeah mm-hmm. it's been a lot happening but i'm i'm very pleased that we've come to an end of it with one of my favorite food movies for those who don't recall the 86 list is our series where ryan and i discuss the punk rock quality of movies about food and cooking and industry life because ryan and i have been mired in it for a long time yes quite a long time deep in the bowels of the kitchen. The trenches. Mm-hmm. Picking limes out of the drain because everyone just throws the glasses in there rather than dumping them out first. I hate it. I hate it. I hate it. And also so I get, straws. get the cage. Yeah, you got it. People don't use the cage. Man, but people at my bar do not know how to reset. It, it drives me absolutely insane. Really? Yeah, they don't. They don't do it. I'm the one who cl- I clean all their tins all the time. Oh, my dude. Anytime you're done, your station should always be set. Mm-hmm. Ready to get hit. Yeah. Always. If always. I can't make a drink blindfolded, then it's wrong. Yeah. I'll agree with that. Yeah. Infuriating. My, everything in my life, my car, my house, if my wife isn't home, like messy, yeah, all my, over the my place. My room, my but car, disaster. God forbid if I don't have a clean station. Yeah. I always have a clean my station. My station is immaculate at all times. That if I, I, I will slow down just a little bit just to make sure everything is clean, which is how it should be. Yeah. It's that easy. Clean and ready to rock. Mm-hmm. Even in overcooked, you, got, you always got to, you, you drop the pan, you put the pan mm-hmm. right back in the station so that way people behind you can always touch it again. Yep. Ryan, we're restaurant industry professionals. Yes. I think so. I, yeah, sure. Yeah, I, I, totally. I, yeah, yeah. yeah. We're, 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 we're adults. We make a living on it, so, yeah. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> and, you know, we don't work in no rinky-dink 
like not real drink place. That's true. I mean, uh, anywhere that's drinking is a real drink place. I'm not going to denigrate any of my fellow bartenders. That's Whether or not point. you're a shot jockey or not, you're... Shot jockey. Yeah, part of the fraternity. No, I can dig it. We're all family here. Yeah. Ryan, we did a movie. We did a movie. What was this movie called? We did 2000 and... Hangs, oh, uh, 14? 15, maybe. No, I think it's 15. Is it 15? I think it's 15. Let's see if it's... I saw it here. When, yeah, it might be 15, because I saw it here. In, yeah, 2015. 29%, Ryan. Can you believe that? Yeah, it doesn't deserve 25 It does not deserve But anyway, 2015's Burnt Trailer. Adam Jones. One hoped you were dead. Mr. Jones, your credit card has been denied. Oh, if you try to start a new restaurant, there are at least a dozen people who will try to have you killed. I had a long time to think about what you did to me. It's okay. We are like brothers. Three years without a word. What do you want? I want to make my kitchen the best in the world. Service! Hey, chef! I found a cook who doesn't know how good she is. I need you to come with me. Arrogant prick. Well, he's a chef. Resume's great. This lamb's fantastic. Would you work for me? <laughs> yeah. Would you work for me for nothing? Yeah, absolutely. You have a spare bedroom? Are you sure he's famous? He's a two-star Michelin chef. To get even one Michelin star, you have to be like Luke Skywalker. Give me a nice dress. I gotta go to this party, and uh, you're the only girl that I know, so... If you manage to get three, you're Yoda. Pretend you're my girlfriend. I was your girlfriend, you'd probably hold my arm. No, if you were my girlfriend, we would have gotten an argument in the taxi. We wouldn't even be talking. What if he's Darth Vader? I want to make amends for Paris. Sold my soul to the calling. What happens in Paris? I try to control everything. Cooking is an expression of who we are. We should be dealing in culinary orgasms. Remind me never, ever to discuss food with you in public. I don't know if I can do it. You can't do it alone. You're the best. The rest of us need you to lead us to places we otherwise wouldn't go. It's my daughter Lily's birthday. I want a cake. No, no cake. You're a chef. You don't make cakes, right? You're the ogre. The one who shouts? Yes, but I bake great cakes. Good. I've had better. Really? Great trailer. Great trailer. I mean, that, that trailer got me to watch the movie. I can dig it. Ryan, what is this movie? <laughs> For those who ignored the trailer, what's it about? It is about a Michelin star winning chef mm-hmm. who essentially just became so fucked up on drugs and alcohol that he had to go away. Mm-hmm. And he landed in New Orleans uh, where he is in self-imposed exile doing his penance, uh, which is shucking a million oysters. He does mm-hmm. that and decides to go back to Europe, get the band back together, and chase down that third Michelin star. Hell yeah. Yeah. You have Daniel Brühl. Yes. This movie has a really great cast. Yeah, it really does. Yeah. Emma Thompson randomly there, Alicia Vikander, Sienna Miller. Uma Thurman. Bad guy from John Wick 2. Yeah. Omar Sy. A lot of interesting characters floating around. And, of course, Mr. Bradley Cooper. Yeah. The Coop. The Coops. I hope to see uh, A Star is Born this week. Yeah, I'd actually like to see that, too. Yeah, reviews have been great. Yeah, I people, are, people are tapping them for an Oscar. Really? Well, at least they're going to think that, you know, <laughs> adapted screenplay or maybe actor, maybe director. Okay. Well, Lady Gaga, anything? Oh, people are her? loving her. Yeah. So we'll see how that goes, man. All right. So, Bert. Yes, Ryan. Tell me your relationship with this. And My journey. How, how you 
spiel about it. Well, Ryan, uh, as we've discussed in many episodes prior, <laughs> as well as this one, I've been working in restaurants for over for about a decade. It's mm-hmm. been it's been a while. Been a long while. It has indeed. So um, I love life. I love everything about it. It's one of those things where you know, my I I want to move to Los Angeles and become a big time writer, but really the hard thing is tearing myself away from the industry. I just love it too much. Yeah. And I saw this movie in theaters because it looked good. It looks pretty. It's about food. It's about cooking. It's about like a, a like a Bourdain, Gordon Ramsay kind of type. And Bradley Cooper he just talks French, and it's all about restaurant life and food and obsession with food and the drive to pursue and push yourself. So this movie has every, like literally everything going for it for me. It's it's something that there was no way I was going to miss it. And I watched it in theaters, loved it, and was shocked to discover that most of the world does not share my sentiments, including Dave Chang for some reason. Really? I've always wanted to find out why he doesn't like Burnt. Huh. Maybe, maybe it over-sentimentalizes <clears throat> his life when it's not that romantic. Most of the people that I know, like I said, are like chefs who really enjoy it. And I think that kind of informed my viewing of it. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like cooking. Yes. I, like, I always like being a line cook. But I never really understood or cared for the screamy chef for no reason yeah, kind I of hate, thing. Yeah, I hate – like yelly <laughs> chef has never been a good thing for me. If, yeah. if, if I meet a calm one, I'm always very impressed. Like my current chef at my restaurant now, I've never seen that guy raise his voice. Okay. I've I've worked for like a screamy chef and he's like one of my favorite people I've worked for. Mm-hmm. I responded well to it, but it wasn't to the level of Bradley Cooper and this. Like, yeah, I, I never got shit thrown at me, but if I fucked up, like got screamed at. Yeah, and rightfully so. It makes lights a fire under your ass. You mm-hmm. want to be better. It's a brigade. But the whole like thing with him just like throwing plates and being a dick, like I, mm-hmm. it's. It's that celebrity chef culture of like, I deserve this level of respect. And if you're not operating at my level, then fuck you. Which mm-hmm. I, I guess that comes with any type of creative person. Yeah. You know, I suppose thinking so. that they're owed a certain level of respect and uh, should be treated a certain way. And mm-hmm. it, it's it, for me, yeah. for me, the logic of it always has been that you don't work in back of house because you're good of people. Yeah. Did you work in back in house because you are creative, you are passionate, and you can't channel that into communicating with random people? I, yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I don't know. I just it's not a a personality type that I agree with. Mm-hmm. Is that I, I like creative types, but creative types who are the you know I'm the fucking best. Like there's a, a fine line between confidence and arrogance. Yeah, exactly. And so I, when he's like tells the guy like you got to be arrogant to be in my kitchen, I'm like no, you don't. No, not really. Mm-mm. Like I've met like a couple, numerous chefs who are like calm, cool, chill people who they're fucking cucumbers, dude. Yeah, just like oh, here I'll show you how to do this. You want to ask questions? I'll teach you. There's, I think, approaching it more from a student mentor sure. relationship. I think that's the way it should be mm-hmm. because yep. if you're like executive chef, you got guys under you. You want them to be good. Mm-hmm. Teach them. They're not going to get any better by like by you screaming at them. at them. I mean, Ryan, you were actually on the line. I've yeah. never I, the most the biggest job I've had in the kitchen is dishwasher. I've always yeah. been front of house. So the objections against this about being a a too, you know, I don't I'm not even sure what the negative comparisons are. Apparently, like like flop house, like shit all over this movie. Oh yeah, I remember listening to that episode. Which I'm a little baffled by because it is just that they don't. Is this movie a little too insider? Was it not insider enough? Because you would know better than me. Uh. How was the depiction of restaurant life in this for you? Uh, I've never worked in this level of 
kitchen. So mm-hmm. I wouldn't be able to really like speak to that. I were not like Michelin star restaurant. Uh, I know a few people who have, so I'll, I'll be able to ask them. Jojo did. Oh, he really? Yeah. Really? Yeah. It was the, the place he worked at in Boston was like a, a Michelin star place. Oh, wow. So, but like I, I, I from what I understand from talking to like chefs with it and like what's the difference between like a restaurant and like Bethlehem as opposed to like New York that's getting, you know, Michelin star awards. And one thing I've heard is garnishing your plates. Really? Like that's el- that's like the big el- thing? Elaborate garnishes on plates are one thing that's like a big difference. Smaller portions, elaborate garnish. That yeah. seems so strange to me. That <clears throat> seems so so stuffed shirt. Uh, yeah. And I mean, that's why you have a lot of uh, these like guys who worked at Michelin star restaurants that just go out and do their own thing and do like Michelin star quality food mm-hmm. for a more affordable price. And they're able to have more creativity and not have to be in this stuffy French style. Yeah, everything has to be, not everything has to be high mm-hmm. art. And I don't really get it. I mean, I, I appreciate beautiful plating as much as the next guy. I love good food. That's all I really do. I eat and I try to eat as well yeah. as possible. But I don't like my, the, the beautiful small portion. I don't know, for, for me, it's, it's hard for me to look over the overall frivolousness of it. If I get a great meal for <laughs> under $100, then fuck yeah, I think I win. I agree. Yeah. Okay. I, I really can't imagine how much better is a thousand dollar plate meal. Uh, yeah. I, I, maybe it I, is. Maybe I like. I have. I've never had one. Yeah. It could be like the the um, the marketing effect. I guess mm, the like, Grey Goose effect. Yeah. You're gonna are you gonna buy like Coke or can I don't know what is it Shasta. Coke and Shasta. Like oh, that's talking about cocaine and complaining of Shasta. I'm like no. Like, why are you mixing Coca Cola? Okay. Like it's. Fanta. It's cola. Mm-hmm. Like, shut the fuck up and drink it. I, yeah. I only drink Coke. Oh, okay. It's like, oh, okay. <clears throat> sorry. You're buying the label. Mm-hmm. So you're not, I, I mean, to a certain extent, are you buying the chef, mm-hmm. like the chef's name when yeah. you're going for that $1,000 plate? I think Bradley Cooper makes a really good point about <clears throat> peasant dishes. Like peasant dishes in this. Or he's eating at a Burger King. Mm-hmm. And the woman he's trying to recruit to be on his line Sienna Miller. is saying, you know, why are you eating at a like I don't eat here. This is not my kind of food. And mm-hmm. then she rattles off some other things in French cooking, which she says, "Yeah, they were peasant dishes." Mm-hmm. Here, name me these uh, cut these dishes in French cooking, and that's mm-hmm. what he does. Just yep, all peasant dishes, just like this. It's cheap offcuts that yeah. you make taste delicious. Bourguignon, poulet, yeah, yeah, all those fun little things. Fun things in French. Yeah, French cooking is fun i guess yeah i don't i don't i'm trying to think have i ever had a proper french like full-on meal i I don't know if i ever have i mean clearly i've had dishes inspired by french i've had some i went to one french restaurant in brooklyn where i really wanted the the, the coca vent but then oh i love that i'd love good coca vent but yeah. i haven't had to go like not there anyway i do like french food hmm. yeah ryan i'm hungry yeah could make a full meal. Yeah. No, I, I just made eggs this morning. Uh, I yeah. just been coffee for breakfast. Mm. It's beautiful. Ryan, you should join me and friend of the show, Steve McConnell, for cheesesteaks. <laughs> I would love to, but Ryan got chores. Oh, no. Actually, I also have like a lot of... I, I should be doing my job today, but well, I'll figure it out. Yeah. yeah. I feel like I have a real mean the Earl the Dying Girl situation here where I have so much I should be doing, or I could be squeezing time in if someone important to me. Yeah, I would do that. Yeah, I think I'm gonna do that. Yeah. I'm gonna, I'm gonna really, I'm just gonna let work fall by the wayside for a little while. That's totally acceptable. Mm-hmm. Things are happening. Things be happening. Things be happening. But Ryan, so we've been talking about all the food stuff, and you know how much I love talking about food stuff. Yep. I always thought it'd be great if we just did a food podcast <laughs> where we just eat and make cocktails. 
found uh, another great cocktail podcast, um, Life Behind the Bars. Okay. Yeah. Um, uh, like really, like that's actually a really funny title. That's funny. It's like two like the most famous like mixology writers I like, do the show. Like huh. boy, I really like you know, um, the joy of mixology came out in a new hardback. I'm really excited for that. I have a I have a weird feeling that I'm gonna get a book that I've been wanting for my for my like, a gift coming up soon. I've been wanting Mian's uh, bar manual. Okay. Yeah. Noah Rothbaum and David Wondrich. Okay. They do this podcast. So it's exciting. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Making drinks. Ryan, well, first of all, I was going to ask you about the movie, but one more thing. Ryan, you are, and I, I don't mean to blow smoke up your anus here, you are, I think, one of, if not the best mixologists in our in our area. Thank you. I think you are. I think you are as well. Thank you. Well, I think I think you are you are easily a better better cook and chef in that sense of making a new cocktail so what is your personal process that's what i like about this movie it is about process it's about the slowness it's about better yesterday more tarragon fuck you um a process for like creating yes um i can get struck by inspiration for numerous things i i kind of work backwards with my cocktails where i'll get a name first usually i do the same thing and i build around that um other times it'll just be like that random like someone will randomly say something and some idea will pop into my head mm-hmm. or someone will give out a flavor profile and i'll be like "Ooh, you know what it hit me at the right moment to think about that profile in this way right now mm-hmm. um other times i'll just go out trying to make something like <sighs> like you get like an assignment <clears throat> not even in an assignment like the owner of the the bar I work at will come up and be like, "Are you working on anything?" I'm like, "No, but like, just tell me what you want, and mm-hmm. we can play around." That's why I like doing. I just like playing because a lot of happy accidents happen from just happen from just playing. Oh, definitely. That's why I like about working day shifts at my place. It means that I'm the one who gets to play around the most. Yeah, I get to lecture the 22 year olds about what is Old Tom Gin versus Plymouth versus Beef Eater. Yeah, and they 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 everyone happy because I give them liquor basically. Yeah, you give them a free education. Yeah. yeah. Ryan, have you made anything fun and new you want to talk about a little bit? Uh, we have a new menu coming out today. It's today. I'm very excited to check well, it out. Well, by the time this drops, but yeah. it'll be out for two mm-hmm. days. A new menu at the bookstore. New food menu, too. Fun. New drink menu. I had two of mine make it on. Nice. Out of 10, right? Yeah. Well, out, out of 14. Out of 14. Because of, 10. of uh, four with the punches. Oh, I'm yes, actually right. really happy with my punch that I made. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's red rum punch. Yeah. Uh, it's split base on rums. Uh, Ango seven and uh, Ray and nephew. Mm-hmm. And then I just throw in some like stone fruit notes. Top oh, of that's Brusco. Fun. That's that's like like a bit of a zombie. Oh, it's not quite as boozy. Mm-hmm. But yeah. It's fun. I lo- punches are my new thing. I I love making punches. I have not made a single punch. Oh, it's so fun. Not in my entire tenure at the bookstore working with you, never made a single punch. Well, we didn't have the punch menu when you were there. That's true. I missed out on and that. It, and the punch bowls were just giant-sized versions of our cocktails. And now they're actually designed as punches. That's super exciting. Yeah. I like it. So everyone gets, and like pretty much everyone got to do a new punch. And then I had another one that I did that's uh, rye-based, like, Fall seasonal one mm-hmm. with a chai tea, nice lemon, some like warm spices to it. Get some rye chai. So, I, and how those came to me, like I just just playing, just playing around. Yeah, uh, yeah. What's your creative process for doing all this? I do a lot of what you do. It is I'll either I'll start with a, a thing I want to do, and I'll start with a name. I'll be looking at the wall of bottles and be like, I want to make something green 
that reminds me of My Hero Academia. I'm going to call it a Midoriya. That'd be fun. Hmm. I did not come up with that one. I did discover, interestingly, Bacardi, Melancordial, or, or Midori, Creme de Menthe. Mm-hmm. Weirdly works, but it was like mint melon. But I might play. I might be playing with that. I could see that. Yeah, that might be a fun thing. But I often really work from assignment, which is fun for me. That I made a drink just that's going to be on my new restaurant's new menu, and it kind of irritates me in its simplicity. That because I think maybe it should have been better, but I just infused pears and basil <laughs> into vodka, and then uh, lemon simple syrup. Pour it in a glass, mini martini, and then I just crack fresh pepper on top of it and put a basil leaf on top of that. So it's just like herbal, sweet, fruity, and it's a really strong, active nose. And I wanted to call it the fresh crack, but then oh. they didn't want to support oh. that. Now it's the pear basil gimlet, even though there's no lime in it. That's that did that got of you didn't choose that name? No, I did not. That's a bad name. Yeah, I <clears> wanted to call it the fresh crack. If they could I if they weren't going to let you use that, I think they should have let you come up with something else. Yeah, it's something a little more fun. But, but anyway. like that's so like, mm-hmm. I always struggle with this with like certain things. I think if a cocktail has a bad name, mm-hmm. it won't get ordered. Yeah, it'll get cursed. <clears throat> yeah, it's like there's certain like times where <laughs> some when I I didn't write the menu out like two years ago, mm-hmm. but our manager had typed it up. Yeah, and you're, she, you're Santa, and she, and she misspelled something, and I am still to this day convinced that. It didn't get ordered because, because of that because one letter. Was, yeah, because of one letter. Yeah. I called the drink Kiss Saves Santa and mm-hmm. she put it as saved. I was like, no. No, that's not the no, name. Of that. it's because my the drink. reference is lost now. Yeah, and now, now it doesn't I, make any sense. <clears throat> yeah, now it doesn't make any sense. No, it sounds like a weird play on a like Santa baby or kissing Santa Claus. Yeah, that's wrong. what I thought too. I was like, this is bullshit. No, it's not the same anymore. Yeah. Well, that's all well, we've been talking about food. <clears throat> Ryan, did you like burnt? Um I'm okay with it. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not like in love with it. Mm-hmm. I could see why all my chef friends like it because it's like, hey, look at this guy. He's a very successful chef, and this is what the life is like. Sure, it's a peek behind the curtain, and um, <clears throat> yeah, I guess that's probably why people in the industry like it is because it's like that. But it didn't really offer me anything of like extreme substance that I feel the need to revisit it that's a fair anytime point. soon. Mm-hmm. It's just like. You know, it was very baseline, easy peasy by the numbers movie. Yeah, it's an extremely by the numbers movie, which is interesting. That like you can tell this is a this is a cop outline copied from a book movie. You can like they can I can teach a little mini course on this is his ghost. This is the ally. This is the false ally. Here is um the hour mark where this has to happen. It's a little too obvious, and it's not original yeah. enough. But I I walked in not expecting much other than getting what I got, which yeah. I was fine by. I also find it very visually engaging. Yeah, very by the numbers, acting just fine. Yeah, and everyone played their part. Matthew Reese, like the way they're supposed to. to. Yeah, but like plot wise, mm-hmm. it it just kind of like it is. It for, moves for a movie about cooking. It's an incredibly cookie cutter movie. Yeah, it's you know you'd think it could be a little bit more have a little more fun with it. Yeah, absolutely. Mm-hmm. Like a movie like Chef that I think like does what it does very well it, mm-hmm. it makes the the whole cooking movie thing look cool Word. and this like doesn't really 
This is a tortured man story. Yeah. And like a lot of times when I'm watching like these kind of like food movies or something, I'm like, oh, you know what? That looks cool what he's doing. I'm like, hey, maybe I'll try doing that tomorrow. I'll run out to the butcher and grab this. Yeah. I didn't really feel like that with this at all. I was like, oh, cool. French dishes that take mm-hmm. fucking forever. Like, no, not yeah. fun. Now, for me, the takeaway is is the relentless desire to improve your craft. That's the thing. Like, I love any good movie about someone who has a dream <laughs> about being the best at a thing. And I, I, that's why I always take away from it. It is yeah. that desire to, like, how often do people in the world actually try to be the best? That's a strange thing. Like, yeah. You get older, <clears throat> and the idea of ever, that's why I think people like Olympic athletes. It's because, oh, this is a venue where someone is proven to be the best in the world. Yeah. You know, it's, there's an objectivity that's sexy about it. And also there's something, like, charmingly seductive and simple about cooking. Yeah. Boy, it's beautiful. It's beautiful to watch. Turbot. Turboat? Turbot. I don't know. Fish. Fish. Yeah. Right? I think you and I are both excited to be done with the 86 list, to be honest. I'm actually really stoked to be done with I'm yeah. so excited to get back on format. We're going to watch something <laughs> sexy and grody very soon. Yeah. Well, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to be here in two weeks, so we'll, I'm sure you'll have a guest host at that point. Yes. I'm going to be in Cincinnati. I think, yeah, uh, let's, Ryan, would you be so kind as to administer our tests? Yes, uh, so uh, it's a rainy autumn day. Mm. You're just walking around, light spritzing. Like today. You see that door to the bar is open, so you walk in, you see this movie's playing on the TV. What do you mm. drink and how do you react? I, well, you know that I genuinely really, really like this movie. That I, It's not perfect. I think it's really unfairly maligned. Uh, it's a little too obvious, but it's something that pleases me all the time, top to bottom, every character. A lot of smart choices. People are obvious, but not too obvious. Mm-hmm. Like, wonderful little scene where, again, I love the Americans and Matthew Reese having him be there. I think also this movie has some really awful expository dialogue, mm-hmm. like truly awful ones, where someone's like, Well, yes, back when I was your sous chef back in France, all those years ago, under the guy, and then you ruined me. I'm like, uh, not smooth uh, not not clunky. smooth little clunky but i do really really like this movie this is a good rainy day watch for me i'm okay. hopping right down i'm going to enjoy this movie top to bottom i'm gonna be more like wow someone else likes this movie let's watch this thing and you know i think what i would do is i might go with <clears throat> I've, I've been really just enjoying martinis lately and i'm not a martini guy um, i've been teaching the professor how to do mixologies and she made an observation that really surprised me that totally makes sense. Any good martini should just taste like tap water. Okay. That, you know, you, clean and crisp. Clean, crisp, and you know, if you under-stir one, you're still tasting vodka. If you stir it long enough, it's just you're just drinking three and a half ounces of straight gin or vodka, and it tastes like water, and it's like slowly dipping into a jacuzzi. It's mm. a wonderful thing. So I might go for a nice nice martini, crisp lemon, like lemon slice or a peel. Or maybe I'd go for a nice cognac. Okay. Something that I can slowly savor. Like, I want to drink two martinis across two hours and enjoy this movie. Or have, like, four fingers of cognac. All right. Something fine. All right. Um, you. Let's see. Uh, this feels like a, a shot in a beer kind of place. Yeah. So, I think a shot in a beer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm the same way I am, like, about this movie. I'm ambivalent to it being mm-hmm. on TV. I'm not going to bitch about it i'm not gonna actively watch it i'll probably like peek up every now and again I'm like oh yeah i remember that scene it's cool but it, yeah I, I'm, I'm just not 
impressed enough by this movie to have any real feelings real towards affection it. towards yeah. it yeah. Oh. yeah yeah it's it, i don't love it don't hate it it's just, it just kind of is to me i'm like eh, movie yeah burnt yeah. more like toast toast solid yeah like a light golden brown yeah i dig it what do you think gbd cool and our next test ah the katie contests uh so contests um is this a film that you would recommend to a young cinephile aspiring filmmaker aspiring movie watcher unfortunately no that you know there's there's nothing in here that you can't find done better somewhere else but it's kind of like if it happens to be on tv like if they're like hey i'm watching tv look burnt's on i'm like oh stick around for it it i i love it i love this movie i think it's great but it's nothing new you can find actually fantastic movies about ambition and competition like a uh, rush, also starring Daniel Brühl. That's a great movie oh, about it's the race car movie. Right? It is. It's so fucking good. Okay. Um, I don't think I could, in good conscience, recommend this to someone unless if they do like Restaurant Life and they like film and they like cozy, like well-made little structural perfect movies. Mm-hmm. I can't recommend it. Um, I guess I would suggest Ratatouille if you want to learn about cooking. Yeah. And if you want to see a movie about ambition, watch Rush. Shit, watch Rocky. That's just a movie about a guy who decides to take on the odds and become better. Or watch Seven Samurai. There are lots of movies that are far better than this one. And this is kind of a thing where if you've already seen it and like it, you're my my people. I'm not going to twist anybody's arm to watching it. Okay. You, Ryan. Um, I would say no. And the two suggestions I give instead. Mm -hmm. um, If you want to watch a movie that's great about like industry life and cooking i said it before but chef i think that that does the whole cool behind the scenes like how the industry can be like sexy and cool much mm-hmm. better than this does um and if you want to watch a good getting the band back together story just watch blues brothers sure i, haven't, a, I still haven't seen it really mm-hmm. that's great no, i hear that's, it's, that's a, really it's a classic um so those are the two i was i would suggest instead i think they offer more to the young cinephile for the two things this movie's trying to accomplish. That's a very fair point, Ryan. Um, well, that's it for the 86 list, man. We're let's, done. Let's go to break and then we'll play a game. Okay. Sounds All good. Right. Okay. Uh, don't go anywhere. Daniel, do a thing. Hey, everybody. My name is Daniel, and I want to tell you about another Top Gallant radio show. Do you like movies? Good. I like movies too, but the show isn't about movies. Do you like books? Good, because in Slow Readers, we discuss books. Gabe, do you like reading? Hate it. I've always hated it. Every episode covers a different book, such as Animal Farm. Um, I was also making ties with another empire. Uh Uh-oh. The Sith. Because, yep. uh, Basically, uh, the Emperor Palpatine was Napoleon. (laughs) Blackwater. Oh my god, this, this book is so painful yeah i had to put it down repeatedly just to catch my breath yeah yeah no i know i know what that's like and surely our... you were in a car that landed in black water yeah i dude i know i fucking killed a woman you like fought uh... <laughs> you... Oh, okay never mind um wrong side do you not like reading books well that's also okay because you get to hang out with two pretty cool dudes 
Join me, your host Daniel. She's like a pretty intelligent kid. Cause like her reaction to that is like, you never read the giver? You work in a bookstore. And and I and I was like really close to just snapping her just going like, listen girl, I read a lot of other books, okay? <laughs> and my co-host Gabriel Mara, who co-hosts Sex and Violence. You love that guy, right? On air challenge, slow readers exclusive. Slow readers exclusive. Can Gabe fit Gone Girl possess? <laughs> then you get hours and hours and hours of access to us rambling about various topics, such as politics. Gabe, what do you think about Donald Trump launching missiles? Let's hear it. No. But our one run-in <laughs> with the police... I took a breath to start. I'm like, no. <laughs> no, no, not going nope. that way. We're not a political podcast. Nope. Uh, we're just, we're just milk-chugging right-wingers, though. <laughs> milk-chugging. And books. Into the water. Pledged. Feral to arms. The magicians. Wise blood. Ethan from. An object of beauty. So go ahead, continue enjoying sex and violence the hot-ass, top-gallant radio show about movies and punk rock stuff. And then when you're done with that, go ahead and button your dress shirt up to the neck, to the throat area, and then go ahead and give Slow Readers a spin. Go search iTunes and search up the name Slow Readers. Check us out. Slow Readers comes out every Monday. You can also check us out on Twitter at Top Gallant Radio. Hello and welcome back to Sex and Violence. Hi, Hi, Ryan. Hi, Gabe. I'm still Ryan. You're still Gabe. Totes. Yeah. Good break. Good break. Yeah. Good break. Yeah. I can dig it. Like a Kit Kat. Um, Ryan, I think we're going to skip <clears throat> what you're watching lately because mm. I don't think I've watched anything. Have you watched anything? Uh, Sean Monahan and I are on our like horror movie kick. Fun. It is October. So, uh, Mothman prophecies, uh, prophecies the other night, which still freaks me out. Okay. Uh, signs last night. Fun. Um, not as good as I remember. Mm. Still serviceable. I forgot how quickly that movie moves. It does. It's a very quick movie. Yeah. Um, Casino Royale again, because that was my Monday laying in bed and drifting in and out of consciousness movie. I like it. Love it. And I, I really didn't realize how weird that guy's, uh, the director's career was. Yeah, Martin Campbell. Went on to go do Green Lantern and like mm-hmm. it, all over the place. Like, He's a very <clears throat> weird one. He's made He made some real crushers and some real clunkers. Yeah, like I don't understand how you can make one of the best like Bond movies ever and then move on to do Green Lantern. Maybe he's not a writer. Maybe it's just random. He doesn't know how to pick a good script. Sometimes they fall on his lap. Yeah, I mean, sure. Could be. Instead, Ryan, we're going to play our new favorite game it's the one that everyone's just been just been fucking salivating all about it's called hero not Not a a hero Hero. music thank you stock music website yay so ryan i made an odd discovery a couple weeks ago where your your code for what defines heroism is in my opinion really fucking weird and kind of skewed but, I mean, I, I can't argue that much. But, for example, since rescinded, according to you, Neil Armstrong, first man on the moon, not a hero. Okay, fine. And Charlie Bronson, most violent prisoner in all of England, hero. Totally a hero. So, Ryan, can you quickly explain where this whole like, concept came from for you? Uh, the whole concept came from me watching the movie Mask, and mm-hmm. on the DVD cover, it's uh, claiming that Rocky Dennis is a hero. Not a, not a hero. I, I love th- him. A nice guy, but being a nice person does not make you a hero. Okay, that is a very that that is fine. So now what I do is I present Ryan with characters, both fictional and non-fictional, and he tells me using that Im- that implacable Ryan Snyder logic why they are or not a hero. Are you ready, Ryan? I'm ready. Okay, your very first character. 
a movie that is very near and dear to both of our hearts mm-hmm. and a character very near and dear to both of our hearts this character is a is frankly a fucking mess this character is awful in a lot of ways selfish often cruel irresponsible but possibly with a golden heart even though it means often horribly selfishly dragging his friends down with him we have for you gary king in the world's end simon Pegg's character hero not a hero hero that quick really yeah okay explain uh he has the balls and gumption to stand up for the human race and all of us in our own fucked up tendencies he may the world ends because of him because of his his selfish outburst yeah but i i think there's something moral countless lives lost yeah but he's sometimes a hero has to stand up and sometimes it's not the hero that we deserve and this man took a stance for all of humanity and maybe he mixed in some of his own moral judgment into it Mm -hmm. but i think taking a stand for all of the human race and having that weight on your shoulders and being the one to put a middle finger up and say fuck you i think that justifies him as a hero okay i think that that here's where it makes that weird that weird gray area for me for my considerate because i can't map these i have no idea what you're gonna say so i think there was a punk rock heroism to him to a fuck the man thing though i do feel i think in my book I don't think Gary King is a hero. I no? Think he, I think he's... I love him. Like, World's End is a perfect fall movie for me. That is a chill out, open the window, hear the wind blowing, and watch the World's End. That's heavenly for me. Yeah. So, I, th- I think he's just kind of a shitty human being who accidentally stumbles into, like, like diffusing slash ruining a conspiracy. But, you know... He, he, def- he, defends, end, uh, yeah. he defends Rosamund Pike when she's being attacked. I That's don't know. That's a selfless act. I don't know. I think that wasn't entirely selfless. He had under he had a uh, he had secret motives. He was just trying to get back on her pants and also survive. Uh, still, okay, he, okay. St- he still participates in these fights with his friends. That's true. To get not only himself but his friends out of trouble. Okay, fair enough. So Gary King is a hero. Next, our next character. Okay. This one, I'll, let's say only in the first movie, because it's the only one I've seen in a long series. It also has ties back to this month, and also a new remake coming out. Ooh. But we have a victim. We have a young woman who was stuck fighting for her life, whereas her friends around her are brutally murdered. She does her best to fight back, but ultimately, she's mostly helpless against the shape himself. We have, from the only the first movie, Jimmy Lee Curtis as Laurie Strode in Halloween. Hero, not a hero. I'm inclined to say not a hero. Mm-hmm. She doesn't do anything heroic. No, I, I, and uh, later in the series, I might say hero, when mm-hmm. she's more taking the fight to him to yeah. protect people around her. Uh, but for this first movie, I'm going to say not a hero. The hero of that movie is Dr. Loomis. Donald Pleasance, baby. Uh, yeah. Uh, yeah, I don't think she's a hero. She's, she spends the whole movie running away being terrorized. Running and I, don't, I don't think she does anything heroic in that movie. Isn't there that thing with the, with the wire mm-hmm. hanger that she does? Yeah, but that's like defensive. That's self-defense. Yeah. I, I wouldn't count that as an act of heroism. Okay. There's no defending other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
All right, cool. Yeah. So, uh, that's, see, that's one I thought that you were going to say, not a hero. So, okay. A tiny bit of validation on my behalf. And our last one. Perhaps one of the most complicated characters in the history of cinema. Mm. A man out for revenge. However, things are not always as they seem. And maybe he's not doing anything for the good of anybody. It's all for his own selfish desires. We have Choi Min-sik as Odesu, the hero oh. of Old Boy. Hero, not a hero. Ooh, this one's tough. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> hmm. You know what? Hero. Hero? Yeah, because the final scenes of the movie, it's spoilers for anyone who hasn't seen it, he mutilates himself to protect his daughter from a terrible, terrible truth. I suppose you could look at it that way. Uh, so I'm going to say hero because, yeah, he harms himself in the service of others. So okay. I'm, I'm gonna go with I'm gonna go with hero. He does choose to either he possibly has to carry that burden for the rest of his life. Let's just hope he never bangs his daughter again. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. He. Like, I mean, we're not gonna cuts see. Cuts his tongue off. Yeah. Come on, man. That's true. That's a rare case where an act of horrible self mutilation is an act of heroism. Yes. So Quentin Ryan Snyder cutting off your tongue to stop from accidentally telling your daughter that you're who you've been having sex with that you're her father. Act of heroism. Yeah, we'll go with that. Okay, that's fine by me. I'll go sounds, with that, yeah. That sounds just fine. That's my logic. Okay, so I honestly, I need to start charting all these yeah. to make sure so I can make this weird poster board chart of heroes versus not heroes. Yeah. I'll have an entire little, make it into a t-shirt at some point. I, I, I totally wear that. Okay, and that's how you play the game. Yep. Ryan Snyder's Hero Not a Hero, where, again, Odesu, man who beat up plenty of people, hammers who pulls out teeth, Yep. A hammer. Hero. Hero. Laurie Strode, not a hero. Laurie Strode, not a hero. Um, Rocky Dennis, not a hero. Yep. Rocky Dennis, okay. not a hero. <laughs> that's always the one that's... That, okay. Fair enough. And mine. Finally, we're going back to fucking format, dude. Yeah. We're, we're done. We're ready. Mm -hmm. So we're going to go do our very fun thing where we're going to decide what's going to be our sex movie. Um, Ryan, so I have for you three films. And you are going to eliminate one of them, <clears throat> and we're going to toss a coin to find out what the last one is. Okay. Are you ready to play the game, buddy? Let's play the game. Okay. The very first trailer I'm going to show you is for a movie that I think is fairly flawed, but honestly, I think, well, I haven't seen it in over a decade, but it's one I have a lot of odd affection for. It is a movie about sex addiction based on the work by Chuck Palahniuk. We have Choke. Oh, okay. Excuse me, miss. That mole on your thigh? Yeah. You might want to get that looked at. Melanoma is the most common cancer for women, especially blondes. What's your name? Victor. I'm Terry Daiquiri. It's not my real name. We are not born evil sinners. Are perfect knockoffs of God. The world tells us whether we're heroes or victims, but we can decide for ourselves. My name's Victor. Sometimes the best place to start is at the beginning. What? I am the backbone of colonial America. The tour guide. I'm a historical interpreter. Hi, Victor. How art thou? That's funny. She's an amazing woman, your mother. She's getting worse. She never knows who I am anymore. Who am I today? Some guy named Fred. Oh, you'll never change Fred. How'd I 
So now you want to sleep with your mom's doctor. What time do you get off? You don't have to do that. What? Try to have sex with me. Oh, I really do. And this is where it kind of goes off the deep end. All I had to do was answer one simple question. What would Jesus not do? You can't fool people into loving you. Want to bet? Apparently, you're capable of having sex with everyone but me. The fact that some part of you resisted turning this into the usual nothing? I think maybe someone I'd like you instead. Maybe you're not so bad after all. No, dude, I am. I really am. Hey, you changed your hair. Yeah, because of what you said about blondes getting skin cancer. Good thinking. I just want to belong. Gillian Jacobs. You see her boobs. Oh, cool. I love Gillian <clears throat> Jacobs. Great. Good old Gilly. Have you seen Chuck before, Ryan? I have not. Word. Um, I like it a lot. Not perfect. But, you know, Sam Rockwell. So It looks really good. Word. Our next one. A cinema classic, Ryan. A cinema sex classic. I have never seen it because it looked stupid. Okay. But also, then again, Jane Fonda. So we're doing Barbarella, maybe. Meet the most beautiful creature of the future. Her name is Barbarella, and she makes science fiction something else. Jane Fonda is Barbarella. Barbarella is a five-star, double-rated astro-navigatrix Earth girl whose specialty is... Love! Shall I tell you what I would like? I think I know. Her top secret mission is a real wing-dinger. I got him. Many dramatic situations begin with screaming. That's a long trailer. <clears throat> yeah, it really is. Yeah. So these fucking old trailers. So Ryan, have you seen Barbarella? I have not. I have not either. So that's gonna be a new one for me. Okay. And lastly, a movie that I consider to be a complete clusterfuck. I don't get it, but I also love it in a weird way. Okay. I did not finish watching it because I found it a bit too difficult to swallow. I was also sleepy. But um, it's a little John Watersy, but in a highly polished style because it's David Lynch. It's wild at heart. Can I talk to Lula? You are not going to see him ever. I can't. I'd go the far end of the world for you, baby. A man can't ask for more than that. You move me, sail. You really do. You want me to shoot Sailor in the brains with a gun? Uh-oh. 
I didn't have much parental guidance. Baby, you better run me back to the hotel. You got me hotter in Georgia asphalt. This whole world wild and hard and weird on top. Yes, Ryan. Okay. It is basically, <clears throat> it is kind of like true romance with no postmodern winking. Oh. It's just weird. It's okay. very, very straight-faced, while hmm. being also bonkers. Okay. Ryan, you have your choices. You have Barbarella, you have Choke, and you have Wild at Heart. Eliminate one, please. I am going to eliminate Wild at Heart. Okay. The other two look like ones that I actually really want to watch. Okay, so <laughs> then let's flip a coin. All right. You have a space dollar on I you? believe I do. One moment. Coin. Coin. All right, Ryan. What is heads? What is tails? Choke. His heads? Barbarella. Tails. All right. Let's do this. We are watching Barbarella. We're watching Barbarella. That's, that's the one exciting. I, that's the one I really wanted to do, All right, actually. fantastic. We're going to watch Barbarella. I've never seen it. I think I own it for some reason. Really? Yeah. Okay. So I'll just find that for you. I'm super stoked on this. This is like watching one of the uh, the grody, like awful 70s movies that I never got a chance to get to. So this yeah. is going to be fun. So... Ladies and gentlemen, next week, we're back with the sex and the violence with Barbarella. Hey. Ryan, do some plug-in. Uh, you can find me on Instagram at Tango Like Cash. Pictures of my cat, cocktails, other random goofabouts. Also at the bookstore Speakeasy. Uh, Wednesday, Friday, Saturday. Slinging Jan and Dorsonson. Come on in. Let's have a drink. Yeah. Gabriel. Ladies and gentlemen, please check out the other Top Gallant radio show. It is Slow Readers, your weekly fast-paced literature podcast where Daniel Gonzalez and I discuss books and never anything other than books ever, period, dash, exclamation mark. I just burped into the microphone. Don't throw up again. I will not. That was that. I thought that was very funny. Uh, me too. So, um, besides that, follow that show on Instagram at Slow Readers. Follow this show on Instagram at Sex and Violence Pod. Um, give us some stars, rate and review us, guys, because we need it. We need you to rate us and review us. Here's a few seconds of whatever, so you can do that just now. Solid. Yeah. All right. Uh, Ryan. It's great to be back. Good We're to gonna be do back. it. And I'll see you next week for Barbarella. Barbarella. Bye. Bye. This has been a Top Count Radio production, executive produced by Daniel Gonzalez and Gabriel Mara. For more shows and information, go to topcountradio.com.